Hey there, heathens. I'm John, the Godless Engineer. Hi, I'm Aaron Rod. Hi, this is Andrew Jasko. This is Don Queen from the Godless Heathens Podcast. Hello, I'm Dr. Hector Garcia. Hi, this is Owen from Rex and Owen and the Skeptical Texans. Hey, I'm Stephen Woodford of Rationality Rules. Hi, I'm Thomas Westbrook of Holy Kool-Aid. Hi, this is Matt Delahunty. Hi, this is Brent and Nikki from Unapologetics. Hi, I'm Donald Trump, and I took a rip. Wait, which one second? I gotta put my hands up here. Yeah. Just go ahead, Robert. Just go. Hi, I'm Robert Stanley of the Right to Reason podcast, and I, I took, a, took left a left at the, at the valley. valley. And we, oh, should I say it too? No, sorry. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I know we shouldn't have to scream that we're atheists. You know, we don't have non-astrologers and all that. But with the religious people taking over the world, I mean, we can either speak up or be pushed into a corner. I'm proud to be an atheist, a skeptic, a non-believer, an infidel, a heathen. I call it how I see it. I say it's ignorance and you just call it faith and unsubstantiated claims. That's something to be ashamed. I'm an atheist. Hey guys, it's Kevin here flying solo tonight. I just thought I'd give you guys a bit of a heads up. This is going to be a bonus show, and we're going to be talking to Robert Stanley of the Rent to Reason podcast, Brent and Nikki of Unapologetics, and Matthew of the Odd Atheist Friends. So hopefully this is going to be the first of a uh, series that we're going to do just so you guys can get behind the scenes and see what goes on in our mind, and our preferred minds, most of all. So this is the first of Atheist Talks. So let's go straight in, and just beware, it starts right off the bat with big black cock jokes. Enjoy. If you're curious about evolution, science explains it. Because I listened to another podcast where some a black guy did write in because he loves dating black women, but he always feels just, like he's disappointing them. So now he's right. white women. So yes, it's, it's still it's like an oxymoron. It's, it's still bad. It's, still it's, it's bad for for like at least half of black men. Now, uh, yeah, if well, I might interject my uh, unprofessional yeah, opinion. Uh, I do happen to have a couple of people that I know that happen to be um, ex-workers in the industry. <laughs> and oh. apparently there is a lot of pressure for black guys to be super well endowed to the point that there is a lot of surgeries done for guys that yeah, are... silver tongue. Yeah, apparently, apparently there's a lot of surgeries done for uh, people that are just normally endowed to become extra large. <laughs> and uh, it's a whole pressure that the black male actually has to live up to that stereotype. Well, I'm Irish, and I've always said I'm hung like a Tic Tac, half-eaten Tic Tac with a fur coat. Yes, own that. Yes, own it. Own it. Picks or it didn't happen. I don't think our mics. Is our mic? No. Nancy, I'm here. Wait, what did Nancy want to say? I want to hear from Nancy. It's not on. Whose mic do you have? I don't know. Oh yeah, soft. The one I know. Nancy is taking a nap. No, I'm just uh, hey, to be on. Uh, Robert, can you hear me? I can. Oh, great! Yeah. Your mic is on. Yeah, you're looking you're looking mighty dapper this afternoon. By the way, thanks. And, I am intoxicated, hence yeah. the racist <laughs> questions. Anyway, I think you're kind of in the sweeping generalization category because one Jewish person may just brush it off, another one may feel offended, and the third one may say, eh, you know, you're not worth the effort to respond." So I don't think you can make a you know, a, a, a statement that covers everybody in a certain oh, of course, category. Of course. Well, she feels the same way when she strokes a Magnum 44. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think that's in the same way like like what Nikki said, where, no, it's, it, it's positive for some, but there are those that yeah. are, you know, average or less than average. 
in, in that regard. And the racism has a negative effect on them. Yeah. And and in the same way, like if, if you're a Jewish person that's low income, that that might be a positive way that people view Jews, uh, yeah. but it's still racism and it still has a negative effect on a certain demographic that doesn't necessarily meet that expectation that is altogether a stereotype. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you know, I'm going to say too that like, I feel like the whole idea of Jews being good with money is a central part of anti-Semitism. Like it doesn't, it mm-hmm. has, it's a part of that. And I also feel like it's, it, you know, it's about a history thing. Like for example, part of the reason why black men have on average larger penises is because especially in America and most of the countries that we were, we were literally bred to be the biggest that we could possibly be. Like the smaller slaves were pretty much killed. The smaller babies were killed. Like Mm. we were bred to be. Can I I push back on that? Is that enough time to make a... And let me just get this out before I forget it because I'm gonna fucking forget it. I have a terrible brain. Um, And then it's like, as far as like Jewish people having money, like if you look at the history of like why that is, of why, like being so my, like financially set is important because there's fucking pogroms and like you had to be able to get up and leave at any fucking time because all of a sudden your government is turning against you and I feel like the history of that and like why these things exist and why they become quote unquote like positive stereotypes is is something we have to examine like there's a deeper it's deeper than just oh it's good or bad there's like a lot going on there that's that's all there's also the thing about the one of the reasons why the thing about Jews being good with money started is that a lot of times during like the late Roman era and like right after the fall of Rome fell for like Europe and that kind of stuff is that the Jews were the only people who really did money because early Christianity there was this mm-hmm. anti-money thing mm-hmm. so they let the Jews handle the money mm. and so that's how it's like the stereotypical about the reason why Irish people are considered to be drunks is because they did a lot of business in bars. It's kind of the same way how that stereotype kind of economics. It's all economics. It's all economics. So Mm -hmm. the Irish guys are doing business in bars. And at the time where of the early Christian church, six, 700 AD is that Christians weren't really told to, do that lending money much in a way that Muslims don't deal with that today. There's workarounds around it, but it's kind of the same thing. So that might be part of where some of that started. Mm-hmm. I, I love that with the topic of racism, Brett and Kevin both just went silent. <laughs> Matthew and I are. I got my mouth full. Come on. Look into this. What happened? Why are you hitting me? Well, because I like to open up my mouth and chew vigorously to my knee and see what fucking happens. <laughs> Brent and Kevin are intelligent. They're, they're the smartest people in the room. I mean, what do y'all do? Y'all think that in, in atheism we should be doing more conversations about race? Yes. I, that's one yeah. of the hardest things for me in I the community. So. Is like. I feel like that's a huge blind spot as I mean I think a lot of things are blind spots but that to me seems to be one of them in that well you know, there's just it's difficult very well, little discussion well, okay it's, let's it's let's start with that then let's start with that harmful to the black community in America when things were happening but it's and not just black people it's like every race like is basically 
Okay, so 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 let's let's talk to chat with that. So I want to thank you guys all for coming, uh, and uh, please give a two minutes introduction to each one of you. And uh, I thank you so much for coming to this uh, forum where we'll discuss the uh, social economic repercussions of the uh, famine in Uganda. <laughs> and uh, after that, we'll uh, start discussing. So please, if you'd be so kind, introduce yourself. Starting with. I don't know, one of them. <laughs> okay, one of... hi, my name is Matthew. I am the co-host of the Odd Atheist Friends. Um, I'm from Chicago, and yeah, so I don't know what else. And you're neutral evil. Perfect. Yes. Yes. You just don't care where the experience comes from. <laughs> and I'm Nikki. And I'm Brantley. And we're from the Unapologetics Podcast. We yeah. are an atheist, humanist podcast with a little bit of nerd shit in there, too. Yeah. And we're an interracial couple. Yeah. I'm the black important. one. We need to say that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and, um, and we, we, yeah, we, um, it's spelled with an X, so I just want to. Yes, yeah. unapologetics with an X at the end, because if you use a C, you're going to get a white supremacist podcast. Don't do that. Yikes. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Somebody, somebody's going to have to change that somewhere. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, thanks for that setup. I'll follow up with that as the white guy. Um, for the record, I, I feel like you, you both of your intros, you kind of sold yourself short. Odd Atheist Friends, a veteran and a transgender person, both talking about current common issues. It's a really great show. And the wife and I were just listening to it just this morning. Thank you. And, uh, yeah, it, it's fantastic. And it's hilarious. Uh, it's the free, free throw. Free throw? It's not, throw. it's not about basketball at all. <laughs> it's a free flow kind of podcast, which I really appreciate those because I feel like they get into topics a little more detailed than the ones that actually detail that topic, if that makes sense. But um, and then also on apologetics, it's not just like like the way you guys frame it. This is just an opinion from a fellow podcaster. OK, a, a, a positive critique, as it were. But I feel like you guys frame it like we are um, really addressing social justice issues. One of us, you know, is black. One of us comes from um, fundamentalism and like a weird hippie fundamentalist way. But either way, but <laughs> but th this is what. But really, what I love about your show is that you are the most cute. Like you're the cutest goddamn couple. Ever, like, yes, 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 that's so true. It's fantastic. I love it. Uh, and and uh, the latest episode that Gregory and I just released uh, this morning, we were actually, and this is like, I'm not, I'm not sucking your dick, or, or only one of you have a dick. But anyway, um, still, uh, we tried to frame it based on your style. Because oh. we were like, oh, my God, I love that. You know, like, that is so cute. So we like, we, our intro was kind of like uh, 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 she and I just kind of goofing off, you know, and, yeah. and, and talking and laughing together. And I, I love the format. I really do. But anyway, okay. That, that was my, that was my spiel. Thank you, Robert. Oh, all right. Um, right to Reason podcast. Uh, we just, we mostly do like philosophy, politics, and, uh, so it's a lot of debates, lots of debates. If that's not your bag, I understand. But Robert, you do that way better than I could. I some of the people that you've had on after like ten minutes, I would have right. been calling this guy 
all kinds of words and names okay. in the book and a fucking hung up. But on I it. get high first. That's the difference. <laughs> when I talk to these fundamentalists, I'm throwing as a motherfucker. Yeah. It's like I don't I don't hear half the shit they say. Just the last comment they make, and they're like, and that's why I believe in Noah's Ark. And I'm like. Speaking of Noah's Ark, I uh, but they spoke for like ten minutes. I was I just I'm baked because Robert is baked out of his fucking mind. <laughs> well, you know they've been getting this high high true. praise from everybody, but I've noticed nobody's praising us. Obviously, so okay, that's fine now. That's fine. That's our problem. Hey, speaking speaking of baked and and L A T V. <laughs> that episode that you guys did where you got high was hilarious. Oh, yeah. It was yeah, so it funny. Was. Yeah, we're still recovering. Oh, now. my God, that shit was funny. <laughs> oh. oh. No, I totally, I totally enjoy all your shows, and I listen to them on a regular, uh, on a regular basis myself. But anyway, talk about Uganda uh, and uh, the... No, oh, no, no. What? <laughs> it's just, you were baked again, weren't you? No. <laughs> Like, but but I'm 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 high enough that I'm like oh shit did I not do prep on Uganda? <laughs> Fuck! How long have they been talking about that? No, but Robert, uh, spe- speaking of, uh, it's a shame your wife is not here because she she's just a doll. She's just fantastic. You guys you should have her on your show on a regular basis. She's just fun. I, uh, I would love to. She gets very shy. Yeah, she gets shy yeah. so easily. You should see Christine the first time she's she was great on for the radio. Show. She's giggly. She's fun. She's intelligent. I I, I love it. You should have seen her the first time on the show. She she was like super shy, and now she can't shut up. It's like now I took over the show. (laughs) Yeah, like today she actually (laughs) took over the show. So what what happened? Barely talk. It's just that he never lets you. (laughs) Oh no no no! I actually took over the show today. No, no, she actually actually hosted the show today. Yeah. Oh, awesome! (laughs) They actually shot me with tranquilizer darts and then took over the show. Yeah, a new era has begun. Anyway, I wanted to talk to you guys about uh, anything atheism. Just want to have a nice chit chat, no format, no discussion, no, uh, no discussion, no questions. But let just let the chaos begin. Let the chaos begin. Exactly. <laughs> well, but what do you think atheism has done for us? Where is it going? Is it going anywhere? Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. Any thoughts right out of the blue? I mean, uh, Nikki, you started out with uh, racism and atheism. I think that might be a good place to start. Yeah, it, it yeah. splits right down the middle, um, really. Uh, and, and we were just we were talking about this the other day. It's um, you got two different sides of atheism, and, and this is where we were like, kind of like, uh, we could be happy with where it goes, but it, it could be just as bad. The um, you, it splits right down the middle with the freedom of you got the freedom of speech advocates like absolutists, fucking, absolutists. That was your what you said. Um, yes. And yeah, and then you're right. Uh, but it, you know, like Arkad, Arkad of Sarkar. I call him dickhead of fuckface. I refuse to call him anything else. <laughs> or yeah. Benjamin. That's what it is. So, you know, I think, and I'm not going to, you know, take complete credit for this. I mean, obviously, I've seen it, and that's part of the reason why I hadn't identified as atheist for so long. But I read a great article, and of course, I can't think of the author's name right now. It was uh, in a public policy journal. And um, he was talking about, you know, the difference between the atheist rock stars and the movement atheism. Yeah. So I would say, you know, we are sort of like the movement atheism, right? Yes. Like we're trying to, you know, advocate for atheism, identify the issues, really try to, mm-hmm. you know, bring more people in. And we care about social justice and humanist issues. Yes. And then there's the rock stars, you know, the Sam Harris's and who are mostly free speech absolutists yeah. who are more, in my opinion, on the libertarian leaning. Yes. And so that those two things, the free speech absolutism, the liberty or death and the libertarianism comes together and creates this sort of 
this this framework that's just kind of racist. It, it just it ends is. up being. It is. It is. Because it's like everybody should be okay what? with taking care of Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Argue, <laughs> argue with me. Argue yeah. with me. By the way, I'm sorry. Just, just for a second, I was clapping at the Cubs game. It had nothing to do with talking about <laughs> <laughs> So the game is now tied going into the sixth inning. So. Well, let me start by saying, Nikki, I've debated a lot of people, but you are not someone I would ever wish to debate. <laughs> I would... Oh, I would pay to watch that. <laughs> Patreon goal. No, Robert me, versus Nikki, one-on-one. On let me push back. The whole... I, I'm getting an anti-free speech vibe. Like you're like you're characterizing it as free speech being characterized with racism, and I don't I don't see the the parallel or the link. It certainly can be used and is often used by a lot of you know uh, racist people, uh, so that they have the ability to put their voice out there, their horrible agenda, their their angry and hateful speech, but. Being anti-free speech, if if that's fair to say, if you know if you're not pro-free speech, then you must be the other. At the risk of uh, um, you know characterizing you in just you know one or the other, black or white, but that's crazy to me. Free speech is one of the most important things that we have as as citizens. I completely agree. So let me, because I think I may have mischaracterized this. I am not, or I could have misunderstood. Yeah. I am not anti-free speech in any way, shape, or form. But the people... I'm sorry. No, you go. You're, you were talking, and I thought it. So uh, <laughs> but I am against free speech absolutism, which is this idea that we as people, as a society, can't come together and say, okay, in the marketplace of ideas, mm -hmm. there are some that are just untenable. And yes, free speech is amazing. We need to keep it. But there are some ideas that we can just stop now. Like, yes. for example, yes. stating about the humanity of other people. Like, yes. I like to stop doing that now. It's a waste <laughs> of time uh, debating about whether or not we should be all living as Christians or Muslims or whatever. Again, would like to stop debating that. Whether or not being LGBTQ is a natural occurring thing or if it's something you choose. I yes. would like to stop debating that. Like there's this idea, there's this, there's a there's a list of litany of things that basically serve to dehumanize, to take away the agency of and, and to just ignore any race groups of people. And it just so happens that the rock star atheist seems to always be on the side of the people who want the ability to dehumanize and and just erase people. Like it's not an accident that Sam Harris had Charles Murray on his show. It's not no. an yeah. that Sam Harris constantly talks about the evils of Muslim people while not acknowledging the very same way that Christian people are doing the, that as well. Like, that's the problem that I have, is that the free speech absolutism goes into this territory of, I must support all speech. And no, you don't, actually. We as a society can figure it out. There is no slippery slope. There's a defined list, and I know we can figure that out together. So, I know it. So, uh, as, I, as a... Sorry, Matthew. Go ahead. Uh, as a species, uh, we've already accepted some of the limits of free speech. For example, the, the classic example, you can't yell fire in a crowded area or something like that. So we already defined some of the limits of what spe free speech is. And without going to the fact that between our two countries, free speech laws are also different, who determines the limit as to when we determine that, okay, we're done with this subject, we're done, as Nikki is suggesting? Who would determine that? 
can I finish uh, of course. A, a thought that I was thinking about before that? Um, Nikki, I want to expand upon what you said, especially about the, uh, the, the rock star atheists that are out there. See, these guys were great 20 years ago, getting atheism out there to be more, to be more showing. I, I like that and absolutely useful. However, these guys are all 60, 70, 80, that kind of stuff. And so 20 years ago, we needed what they said, but now things have progressed a little bit on that. So now it's not only just atheism, but it's like humanism too. And I also like to say transhumanism too, because I feel that a lot of our problems are engineering faults that can be fixed that way. Anyways, that's a side point. But I must know about this. You have yeah, to tell you, us later because that sounds amazing. <laughs> okay, I'll I'll go into that in a second. But please let me finish my thought before it runs away, which is entirely possible. Um, so these guys who did that, yeah, but they're they're older guys, and older guys tend to be more conservative. So that's how come they're leaning more libertarian and have the guy who you know who who identified that trans people want to be a, uh, an attack helicopter. <laughs> Fuck that guy with a cactus. So. Um, so the, the younger guys, the younger, and I say guys, um, I'm using that as a, as a all in all speech, but it's more than just this and free speech only goes so far, uh, as far as like, you can only say, you know, uh, fire in a crowded theater, or it comes to the point when you start dehumanizing other people, those arguments are over. It, they just are. We we just no longer have to talk about it, and I don't want to have a discussion on with fucking Nazis and fascists. I just don't want to fucking do it. So, this is where arguing for like, for instance, like my co-host uh, Eric for the Odd Atheist Friends is a trans man, and so arguing LGBT rights is a human right and all that kind of stuff. So that's where I want to say. So, as far as that goes, where the hell but, is he anyway? Should be here. I think he went to go work out. I'm not 100% sure, but so I'm I'm supporting and... and going to kick his ass when I see him. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> so, But he's working out. He'll probably kick the dog shit out of you, too. I don't know. So, <laughs> we both work out. <laughs> but transhumanism is not only humanism, but it's uh, that our failings as humans, as far as, like... Um, our ability, our bodies breaking down is an engineering thing where uh, we're now doing stuff like I'm learning now about CNC machining and robotic machining and that kind of stuff. And so they're doing stuff with like they're in CNC, they're they're making hip joints and that kind of stuff. And they're 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 uh, 3D printing things mm. that go into the mm. human body now. That's that's what transhumanism is basically a part of, is that uh, putting our brain into a computer will, I think, eventually happen. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, uh, so Ben Franklin was the first one to do this when it came to the, the glasses. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes, that's, that's actually part of transhumanism, is using engineering and science to overcome physical liabilities and disabilities. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Can, can I can I repeat Kevin's question back? I, I would be curious as to Nikki, Brent's, and Matthew's answer as to what is the mechanism. And, and forgive me if I if I don't say this the same way that you were asking Kev, but I'm I really want to know what you guys think. What what is the mechanism 
that you believe we should use to be able to justify what speech we limit and who gets to make those decisions? Mm -hmm. Ideally, something akin to the United Nations body. We come together as a, a global race and put some shit on paper. Like, so so a, de a, a democratic. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, System. And, and just certain things. Like, we're not going to take away all the free speech. And, and, and I feel like, uh, you know, it's not, I feel like the slippery slope fallacy is just like, just, just, just is all over this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's like this idea that, you know, if we start limiting speech, that it's going to go like, I thought, you know, everything's going to go crazy. And then the Christians are going to cut it and troll. And then the, the fucking atheists aren't going to be able to say anything. Yeah. But, I, I, I but like I really think that. that exactly. I have more you faith know, in humanity than that. Yeah. I'm just not so that cynical. Maybe it's misplaced faith. I don't know. You know mm. I don't know. I'm just saying. You know. I think the line grows. I think the line needs to be drawn at uh, denigrating other people. You can have free speech all you want, but if you start saying if you start saying racist and uh, slogans and sayings like you know, uh, God, any number of things like, um, I, like some of the slogans that were chanted in Charlottesville, you know, yeah. some of those the, slogans the Jews are, will not replace us or exactly. some kind of, some kind of trope from the civil rights era. For example, those are racist, uh, speeches that I don't think need to be protected because I think that they're just, man, how Dude, can I say this? But, but, but do you want the state to limit those kinds of phrases though i don't think that they need to be limited i think that we as a society need to say look these things are racist and it's beyond debate anymore so you want social justice to limit them not the state no i don't personally i don't think there's something wrong with the state doing that because this is exactly what we're experiencing right here in canada uh there are limits on hate speech right here in canada for example when the westboro baptist church tried to come into the country to picket Something as they always did, the government stopped them at the border. Says, "No, you guys are inciting violence. You're inciting hate. You're not welcome into the country." There's nothing bad. What we have to question is what tool do we use to determine that line? And of course, I think the vague answer to that is obviously science. It's between the choice of what makes a human a something that they don't have a choice in, and something like race, for example, or skin color, or orientation, or something like that, and something that they do choose. I think maybe there's the vague limit as to where our speech can go. And I also think that the social consequences to what is said is extremely important. Yes, you can spout all kinds of racist, bigoted things that you want, but if it gets back to your boss and you get fired, that's on you. Hmm. There are consequences to your actions. So, as atheists, on, on the topic of uh, how we feel and what we think is atheists, we are a a result of the enlightenment we are a result of philosophers yes. that found ways like david hume found ways to sneak their atheism into their text some of these guys literally wrote things which i'm sure you all know you know they wrote things so that they they didn't release them they didn't publish them until after they were dead and that's when people got to got to find out about these things you know uh so we we have benefited from all of these people fighting through free speech back when we didn't have the power 
the religious right had the power. The religious right of that time had the power, and they were limiting speech. Mm -hmm. And I find it a bit hypocritical for the atheist movement to now be saying, we want to limit speech. It's it's terrifying to me. Mm -hmm. But isn't there a very profound difference between limiting speech of an idea and limiting the idea that a human is less than a human. Like it, to me, we see the direct result. We see the direct result of hate speech that turn, hate ideas that turn into hate speech, that turn into hate groups, that turn into hate crimes. The, the idea is clear. Like it's, it's A to, to B to C to D and it's over. I, I think that we can figure out what those exact that exact speech that leads to that is. That's a very different idea of atheism, which is a denial of something, choosing to say, I do not believe in something, choosing to take a stand on that. And not to say that there isn't violence against atheism, but it's on a whole, that's a whole nother ball game as far as the, the discrimination that is experienced but, as an atheist. But we're forgetting that there are nonviolent racists. There are nonviolent right-wing people. There are nonviolent uh, Christians in the same way there's nonviolent Jews. Right. Uh, in the same way, we it, it it's not, it's, I don't feel like it's an, uh, an accurate portrayal of the thing that we all hate, by the way. We're all on the same team. Uh, Nikki, Brent, Matthew, Kev, uh, we're, we're all here together agreeing about these topics but whenever we start saying is it okay if we disagree and you go no i say whoa, whoa, whoa hold on and and in the same way like the uh, pol pot stalin right uh mao the, these are atheist communist governments that don't represent atheism we've heard these old beat up straw men tropes so many times that we go that does, they weren't doing it because they were atheists, right? But they were violent people. They did have violent regimes. And I don't know that it's fair to characterize violence and speech as synonymous. But I don't think that it's fair to say nonviolent racist either. Like, racism is inherently violent. It always leads. It, you cannot see the statistics of how Black people around the globe live and think that there's a such thing as a non-violent racist. No, but neither can you. Isn't everyone a little racist? Is it, is it everyone fighting uh, 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 instrumental racism that, that exists within our society? Is, is everyone dealing with that? By your not definition, that would mean that everyone's a violent person. Not everyone, no. Lots of people are not dealing with it, which is the problem. That's how we have Donald Trump as our president. I, I I agree with you. Like we're like we're on the same page on on all these things. But when it comes to free speech, it, it does seem that we disagree a little. And this is not me defending uh, one of the guys holding a tiki torch in Charlottesville necessarily. This is me defending the fact that what if somebody calls us the guy holding a tiki torch in Charlottesville? That could happen just as easily, and it did historically throughout our atheist history. Oh, hold on. I, I think we need to make a distinction here because there, there's, uh, you're, you're both correct and I agree with both of you, but the problem is is we're maybe confounding freedom of speech with also freedom of thought. You have the right yes. to free whatever you want, 
But as a society, do we need to impose some rule as to we have a social contract as a species that we live in a society and whatever you do out there affects others and we need to put in some ground rules because whatever you do does affect others around you. You can be racist in your mind all you want, but the line is when you step out there and you speak of it, this is where you cross the line. Maybe You that's can also we... be racist from inaction as well. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, that's a new, whole new can of worms. Very I'm true. just saying, Very but you, you, mm-hmm. you, yeah. or, or a lack of information, like mm-hmm. like uh, what Nikki yes. was referring to earlier, where uh, Sam Harris would have uh, uh, the the bell curve on on his show, but he doesn't necessarily have conversations to the latter of that regard. You know, so it, it, it's the idea of I'll I'll present a certain amount of information that agrees with my agenda, but I'm not going to present information that disagrees with my agenda, not necessarily. I'm not necessarily saying that Sam Harris has a racist agenda per se, but he certainly has a, this is what's going to pop. I want to do that thing that pops. That's, I think it's his Harris is, of course, trying to boost listens to his show and get more money. Right. Yeah. You know, because how radical. Which we could all be accused of in our own regard. Think about this. How radical that having someone on his show that would be the latter of Charles Murray would just be someone who believes in the full humanity of black people. <laughs> That's fair. Well, fair that point. is fucking sane. I make next to nothing on Patreon. I do this because and talk about what I talk about because I feel about it. So mm-hmm. if I made money, great. But we don't make a shit ton of money doing a show. We make next to nothing. So we we no. do this because we like it. Matthew, yeah. if, if it's any consolation, Matthew, we have one patron, so don't worry about I it. I think we do, too. I think we've got one patron. You know what? maybe two. Well, I, I, I got to put a pause here for half a second, Matthew, because I, I haven't heard either of you two speak in a while That's here. because I'm listening. Yeah, that, that, that and, and, worries and, me. Well, I really don't have a lot of... To say on this issue? Well, you gotta have something to say because right now, you know, you, Nikki's the only female talking, and I don't want, I don't want this to be like a sausage fest. Oh, poor okay. Nikki. Well, I will shoot my. All right, just shoot, um, shoot your thing. Oh yeah. <laughs> We're gonna get bukkake. Shoot oh, your verbal load upon exactly. all of us. So, like, we are I, prepared. Our mouths are open. I, I definitely don't think a government should have a lot of restrictions on what you can say. They definitely should on, like, human rights. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely agree with, can, like, Canadian free speech. You prefer our version but of the president But I American. think society is so unbelievably lax on what they accept other people to say. Mm-hmm. Like, and and people are get so upset when you call them out on it. Like, mm-hmm. my sister, she's, like, 40-something, and she's super homophobic and i called her out on it and she got so offended because she's like oh i have co-workers that are gay and they don't think i'm homophobic and i'm just like you can have co-workers who are gay and still be homophobic your point would be what i i think no i'm talking about your to your sister oh. it's like when you, you know <laughs> exactly it's like saying your sister is like oh i've got gay friends and it's like your point exactly. would be what? well no it's not that she has gay friends it's she's oh, gay yeah. co-workers <laughs> not even friends yeah no not even friends but it's it's that yeah. people need to speak out against uh, like literally anyone who does like if if someone says something that's 
that's racist. Don't just like, oh, well, they're just racist sometimes. Because I have a no, bro- I have a brother-in-law. We stand against it. Exactly, and I have a brother-in-law who is racist, but his wife's like, no, he's just racist a little bit, and it's like, no, that's still racism. It's still bad. <laughs> and and then like, you see it in like so many different things, and people don't realize necessarily that. The, what they're doing may be racist or homophobic because people don't call them out on it. And so those little chips right. away lead to the like KKK resurfacing. Yeah. And you know, it's kind of funny. I started a job like right after I retired from the Navy, I got a job working as a forklift mechanic. And so it was a great job. I, I, it was a great company. I was in a union, but like the first day there, I was talking with one guy and he said something about, uh, I forgot exactly what his phrase, but he said the Jappers. Oh. And I'm like, my wife is Japanese. <laughs> like, I met and married her when I was in Japan. She's from Niigata. And so it was like, I looked at him like, dude, my wife is Japanese. He looked at him and he's like, are you serious? I'm like, yeah, my wife is Japanese. I love Japanese women. Mm. <laughs> I, I love one too. And we've been married for almost 10 years. <laughs> Nancy, you've been around for like five. Time it, I know, <laughs> Nancy, you've been around for like five thousand years. So, what are your thoughts on this? Jesus. Now that the old lady finally gets a chance. <laughs> Unfortunately, we're, we're talking about things that are on a spectrum in in many cases. Because if you live in a democracy and you have a constitution, then the so-called free speech rights are pretty well laid out as best as they can. Although some things will always be intuitive and some things will will be prohibitive and they'll have to be uh, fought out in the in the courts. The interesting thing is is that free speech means of course that someone can say something offensive to you and you can feel insulted and they have free speech, and you can confront it or non-confront it any way that you want to, but they're entitled to do that as long as they don't incite violence in some way or as long as they don't take a violent action against you. However, if you think it's slanderous or libelous, being in a democracy, you can take them to court. And there are several cases that I have no idea about, and I can't use them as examples, but I know a lot of free speech cases come down to context you know what was said why it was said who said it and so forth colleges universities are struggling now with what does it mean to have free speech Mm -hmm, on mm -hmm. campus and there are a lot of campuses that refuse to have people like uh, jordan peterson yeah Mm -hmm. they refuse to have him on campus because (laughs) they think that he will or the students feel that it's disrespectful to the student body, that he might incite a riot. So in in thinking about what might happen... He also might lower the IQ of the he, whole college by Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So then the college or the university has the um, has a decision to make. Are they going to backtrack on their invitation? Are they not going to invite him to begin with? And are they then tamping down his right to free speech? It may be onerous, but is it more than free speech? Is a college campus the place to debate these things, even though, you know, they're horrible and they're disrespectful and they may be racist? Mm-hmm. Where Where is that? Where's the free speech 
um, um, button, you know, where you say, okay, now I got to turn it off because it, it goes someplace else. And I don't think in, in our democracies on both sides of the border that we fully defined it. And so conversations like this are really valuable because they bring out what context, who is saying it, why are they saying it? So, Historically, what, what was going on before those words were said. So is it possible that all these problems stem from the fact that we're trying to make one size fit for all while we're a wide variety of different people from generation to gender to orientation you know i think what we're trying to do is establish some kind of equality um and and right to have ability to have the the rights to speak freely um and know that i can speak freely it's like you know my my right to to put my my arm out ends where your nose be or my my <laughs> the right to put my fist Easy. ends right. you know where your nose explain your begins. arm ends where my nose begins. exactly exactly right. so it's it's one it, we're having a nuanced conversation about something that allows us to be able to look at all aspects of this and if we come to some conclusions that's great if not it's just free speech mm. this is where the, the generalities come into play i mean you try to do what's best for society in general and there are always going to be outliers and and that kind of stuff so but it's one of these things where it's like if you make things generally acceptable for most people as far as like don't be a bigot then the, the only people who are really affected are the bigots anyways mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, I thought I thought Nikki made a great point in saying that these people, and once again, forgive me if I mischaracterize it, but you're saying there are people that are being negatively affected by speech, and in that way, speech, maybe it's not synonymous with violence, but it certainly is uh, uh, related to violence. It can lead to it. But, but let me let me throw this out. Okay, here's an analogy argument from analogy fallacy. Going into it already accepting the <laughs> the the fault of my argument, but. So if we say uh, we're on an island, right, all of us, everybody that's having this conversation right now, we all somehow end up on an island like Lost or Lord of the Flies or something like that, right? I have the conch I'm talking. But so um, <laughs> <laughs> you remember that one. So uh, we're, we're, we all decide that the island can easily be divided between the north and the south side, right? It's, a, it's kind of a long oblong kind of shape island there's north and south i come out i'm a jackass i don't know what the hell i'm talking about i don't know anything about hunting i've never been out looking for food but i just have a lot to say and i go the north side is where we're gonna hunt right Mm -hmm. but let's say that um nancy is fully aware of where the animals are on the island how we're gonna survive she's been through stuff she knows how this goes and she knows the south side is better. Nancy's job as part of our uh, democracy on the island, the group of us, whenever we make decisions, is she gets to count the votes. So she counts all the votes and she finds out everybody agrees with me, even though I'm a fucking idiot. But she decides to say, everybody disagree with me. Hmm. Now she has violated a central premise a construct, not just a character flaw, but something that violates the core concept of our group, democracy, integrity, honesty, because she knows it would be for the better good. 
and this very utilitarian, it's very John Stewart Mill-ish per se. But we had a problem here because then that's going to happen again and again and again. And eventually the whole group ends up failing because without this kind of integrity, without democracy, without the idea that we all need to have the right to have our own contribution to the decisions of the group, even if our speech is something we disagree with, even if it's vile. And I'm not talking about the stuff like like what Nikki was saying. I, I totally support Nikki's point of saying some speech is totally outrageous. Even Kevin commented that uh, fire in a theater. 100%, guys, 100%. But if we're saying, I don't like that and you shouldn't get to say it, is that not kind of like Nancy lying about the results? And does that not lead, while it might have a temperate benefit because Nancy knows where to hunt and we all get to eat that night. Thank God we got fat bellies, we're greased up and we're happy and we sleep well. But tomorrow's another day and there are certain things that we have discovered since the enlightenment, since atheism, by the way, that we value. No, it's a good point. I, I, I think it's, I mean, it's an apt analogy, but I think when we put it in real terms, what you're arguing for is a future in which we continuously allow argument over the humanity of women, people of color, and people that are LGBTQ. That's what you're saying. You're, you're, you're saying that, you know, it's scary to think of a world in which we put limits on speech like this. So instead of doing that, let's just let people continue to terrorize those that do not fit the mold, which is getting tighter and tighter and tighter and tighter around our necks. Let's just keep that system in place because I just don't trust people enough to make decisions about my speech. And I say that that's a privilege. Being able to say that is a privilege and it should be recognized. It must be recognized as such. And that has to weigh on the decision. It <laughs> has to. Would we be making that same kind of uh, argument today if we didn't have the, what I call a recent phenomenon, really, of the trollers, the people that are the shitlords, the people that are going out there and try to stir trouble? You know, there was a time where I guess it was replaced by simply civility. You know, you could disagree with somebody, but you wouldn't go out of your way to make him or her mad. Would we, if, is this loss of civility in today's more interconnected world maybe behind all these issues that we're having. I think that there's a thing of people hiding behind their computers and just saying shit to just try to piss people off. Yeah, um, that's a very recent yeah. phenomenon, right? There's no way in hell that used to happen 50 of years ago. No, yeah. of course not. Um, it's the same thing with like people hiding behind the glass of their car windows. Do you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? It's the same thing writ large, except on the internet, you are most likely never going to see the person face to face. Yeah. So they can say whatever the fuck they want on the computer and say all kinds of mean, stupid-ass shit because they know that there's never going to be any repercussions for what they said. Exactly. So, you know, it's like I've actually had people in the past, like there was one time somebody sent me a death threat with a Google map direction of where he said he would hide my body. 
And yes, I reported it. Jesus. To the police. <laughs> right, there we go. Okay. So if, if you can say that you're going to kill somebody and, and you know what I mean? Like, that's kind of insane. I don't like know. we do already have, we already do fucking limit speech. Like <laughs> that's why I don't understand. Right. You fucking threatened him yeah, because I reported his ass to the fucking FBI because he made a death threat over state lines. <laughs> nice one. Yeah. Hey, Brent, Brent, let me let me throw this out. And I, I totally agree with you. We already do limit speech, and we also already do have borders, right? But where you draw that border from where it already exists has implications. So if we say, let's go back to you know, the original Teddy Roosevelt days and start drawing our borders right out into the ocean and start encompassing places like, you know, as he tried Cuba or Dominican Republic, but he got Hawaii, you know, he got some stuff. As you start expanding that border, you say, hey, we already got borders. What's wrong with moving that border a little bit? And I feel like that's the same with free speech. We already have free speech, but it is a slippery slope, my friend, if we start saying, let's expand this idea of free speech. Israel-Palestine when it comes to shifting borders. That's oh, perfect sure. example. Gaza Strip. Yeah. Hmm. That's very interesting. It's terrifying. It's, but, but at no point during this conversation do I think that we need to look at one another and go, you're my enemy because of your speech. No. Or, or you're my friend because you said the same thing I did. No, that person's not your friend, and this, that other person's not your enemy. Speech is just the way that we... How would we know that speech is wrong if it's not said? If I say something completely false right now, and then Kevin corrects me, and I go, okay, Kevin, what do you know? Okay, what, you host left at the valley? Whatever. Hey, and then Nancy hey, hey, corrects me, and I go, here. Nancy, what do you know? And she's like, I've been around the block, Jack. I know some things. And I go, okay, and then and then uh, uh, Brent corrects me. I'm like, Brent, what do you know? And like, Brent goes, actually, I have a personal experience with that thing that you said, and that's completely false, Robert. And eventually, all of you start criticizing me, whether politely or not. The fact that I had the free speech to say this on Left at the Valley is the only reason that I ever get a chance to change my mind. Give me a fucking chance. But there's also the fallacy of populism, too. I'm wrong True. because everybody else is right. We would all, <laughs> yeah. I would still be a fucking Christian if if I didn't, you know, if, if I didn't think for myself at some point. I would still be a fundamentalist Christian asshole. <laughs> not just an asshole. I, I think I think one thing that that um, illustrates is that we do have to call people out on yes. their yeah. homophobia, their racism, their yeah. just their horrible beliefs, and yeah. show them why they're wrong. Because you don't like say with someone who's homophobic, they you call them out on it, and then you might have a chance to educate them. On why that's bad. Yes. Yeah. I. I sorry. Can so. I feel like people misunderstand what so many groups are asking for. Like, I when when it comes to what I expect, I'm not asking people to just not see color. I'm asking people to be anti-racist. That yes. is the thing. Like, be anti-racist. When mm-hmm. I, I, same thing for queer communities, I'm asking you to be anti-homophobic. Like, you need to be out there 
calling people out. Like, yeah. so, and that, and, and it would be amazing if people just recognize that, how revolutionary just that could be. Mm. It would you know, be absolutely revolutionary. I belong to a bunch of military groups on Facebook, right? Like, and some of them, you know, they call themselves salty or rude or whatever, right? And so, um, you see, especially with like a lot of these older guys, and they'll say something like with trans people, they'll call them transsexuals or all kinds of other rude terms. Yeah. And I, what I do is I post a picture. It's like, for one, it, it says something to the effect of uh, that's not what they're called. Um, it, it's something like this. Why do you care? Shut the fuck up. And, and or uh, or, no, or transvestite. That one's yeah, that one's transvestite. Particularly critical of a certain person. Yeah, yeah. And wow. so I literally just post this meme, and I don't see anything else because at this point I don't try to argue with anybody. I don't try to get past their cognitive dissonance because yeah. my voice isn't going to do it. Now, I've said that it took me many years to get past my own cognitive dissonance, and it was because of it wasn't one individual time. It was a bunch of people over the period of years who said little things over the period of time. And I'm hoping that at some point that my don't be an asshole picture on this Facebook group influences somebody. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you always need to put it for the audience. You're never going to convince the person you're talking to, and you really shouldn't wish you're right. trying to do so. Post yeah. it out there for the person that comes behind and reads the thread or something like that. Yeah. Oh, speaking of, I just recently uh, watched uh, Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. Yes. I remember that from my childhood. And I was yeah. like, I used to love that movie. And then I watched it again, I'm like, Holy shit! They find out, oh, they kissed the woman that was actually a man, and, and they're, they're like, all, they're vomiting, and like, what the? Trans oh my gosh. You don't remember uh, when we interviewed I, Alexa McCool, uh, Marissa McCool? Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, I, she talked to exactly about that, like, I exact scene. never saw oh, that movie. Yeah. Oh, you never saw the movie? Okay. No. I'm too you young. Where have you been all your life? I wasn't born yet. You don't remember that movie? I am like 23. Hey, I'm a, I'm a baby. As a 23 year old, you have never seen Ace Ventura. No. no. Uh, she, well, she she was raising a, she was raising a cult. I, I normally would critique the, like I would normally be like, what? what are you? Actually, I was raised on Die movie. Hard. It is a shit, horribly biased movie. It's a Christmas movie. No, it is. Yes, it is. It's a Christmas movie. It's a Christmas movie. Number one. But Die Hard. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Die Hard one, one and two. Yeah, one, one and two are Christmas two are movies. both Christmas movies. <laughs> okay. yeah, Getting back to the conversation, <laughs> of course. Hey, can I just ask a quick question? Yeah, no, sure. No, it's the best movie ever that happens to be Christmas. Okay, the... Brent. Jesus Christ. We just wanted to Brent be. Lee. Somebody oh, muzzle Brent. Christmas. Somebody muzzle yeah. Brent. Hold him down. Anything we were talking. Down, boy. Down. <laughs> I just want to ask a quick question because I know that at least two of us on this call are in uh, multiracial marriages or relationships. Mm -hmm. Is anybody else? No. I am. No, afraid not. Yeah, you are. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. So three of us. I'm yeah. just two so, white girls. <laughs> I like some blackberry. What? Well, I'm just saying, I mean, because I find that interesting and telling. I mean, all vaginas are pink on the inside, anyway. They are. <laughs> They absolutely are. More, in my opinion, and this is no disrespect to the two white ladies in the audience, I'm sure you are beautiful downstairs, but I just feel like 
a little bit of dark before you get into the pink. I think that's beautiful. I love it. Yeah. It, it adds a certain dexterity. The comments of Robert Stanley are not necessarily those of Mike Valley, subsidiaries, etc. I care more about vaginas than free speech. I will literally give up my free speech. The reason I have the right. Well, that was a great show. Thank you so much for joining us. Free speech. It's full circle. Okay. Never mind, he's going to punch me. The reason why I asked this question is because we're talking about free speech and atheism and, and that kind of stuff. And one of the things that I find interesting is that I know that I broke away from my societal norm. And my first wife was a white Catholic. Oh. And so... That's pretty racist. <laughs> her father was extremely racist. Big wow. so, I do that uh, now when I go to Subway and he asks for white Jesus. Isn't that racist? <laughs> But I'm just I'm just saying though, and I just I just think that it goes to some of the mental dexterity that we end up having as atheists that three of us and this call are in multi relation are in multiracial relationships. I just find that interesting. I think Because we're woke as fuck. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not. So I think part of it is I I'm interested in people. I'm interested yes. in people's stories. I'm interested, like, I love humanity, man. Like, it's fucking awesome. So for me, it's, I've always sought par- partners who are different from me because that that expansion of my mind, that being wild by somebody else's past and story, that shit just jazzes me up. So I think that's part of it. Yeah. Um, like part, and I think that's part of atheism, you know, like just being, I think atheists more than anyone are in awe of the world as it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's like, how crazy it is. Needed to be anything more than what it is. Go ahead. Uh, I didn't mean to interrupt, but I was just going to say, think how crazy it is that whenever we think of interracial marriage itself, and this is basic uh, Foucault, postmodernist kind of thinking about our culture and racism and binary thinking whenever we talk about it we're all doing this right now and we're all woke as fuck but we're still participating in this where we say you're in an interracial marriage means that you're white fucking somebody that isn't why do we even think that way it's kind of silly and no point and and this isn't a critique on 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 matthew like he he was making a very positive statement I'm, i'm not shitting on you matt but i'm just saying like it's it's weird that this is the way that we think and that essentially our culture is based on a on some form of social mm-hmm. white supremacy and we people yeah. try to reject uh privilege based on your skin color it's so ridiculous to those of us that catch it and those of us that don't catch it they, they feel offended and they're like why are you attacking me i don't hate black people i don't hate mexicans i just you know i think they're Put a little too much spice on their food, but it's like no, dude. <laughs> you don't, do you don't get what's going. Yeah. Yes, it's like the the. Don't you get it? The not thinking about us at all is the problem. <laughs> like right. because right. we think about you literally all the time. Every day. <laughs> like that, to the point that we have like created an entire culture built around your comfort. You know, I think about you too, Nikki. Our hair, and yeah. the way we talk, and the way we look, everything has if been If they built go to around. work without their fucking hu- white people hair, they get in trouble. Exactly. Like, like, oh, oh, yeah. oh, like, what's going on with your hair? What's going on there? Have you, like, have you, have you seen the documentary by Chris Rock, Good Hair? Yeah, Good Hair. That's yes, a fantastic yeah. documentary. My God, it opened my eyes. Like, holy crap, I had no idea. You need to see that. It's a whole industry built around comforting 
the white supremacist no, structure. Hey, we're here. We don't want to feel uncomfortable. God damn it. Like, so you be like us way. so we don't, like, it's to be real uncomfortable you being gay. Yeah, exactly. The fucking get right or get out, okay? Yeah. <laughs> but here's, here's, here's where I disagree a little bit is I don't think that they're necessarily bad people. I think the culture's the problem. Tribalism. Right? In, I think tribalism, tribalism institu institutional racism, that's the problem. These are concepts that are the enemy, not the people that are the enemy. We're all brothers and sisters but that, are, that are going through this. And, and, and it, the moment that you push back on that, which I totally, I totally agree when you're like, motherfucker, have you seen Donald Trump? I, I agree. But the moment you push back a little bit and you think, okay, that that doesn't sound right because there are some assholes out there. Mike Pence is literally trying to uh, electrocute gay people. Donald Trump is literally wanting to put uh, particular people in cages that didn't have the right nationality. These They're are trying to make official discrimination on right. a national level. But I'm talking about not necessarily the uh, representations, living in a you know, representative democracy, uh, of the people, I'm talking about the people themselves, were you a bad person before you became an atheist? But yes. Robert, Fucking listen, yes. listen <laughs> that's, the, that's the thing, that's what I was talking about earlier as far as being anti-racist. You're giving a lot of generosity to people who voted for Donald Trump. Who basically- Too much. Being a Way sexist, too much. A racist, uh, and, then, and just like not a good human, period it's just fine because I'd rather that than some woman who's gonna let, you know, diversity in. Like, we, I, that you're giving a lot of generosity to people who are legit bad actors. Like, if you, it's not enough to be in the middle. It's not enough to say, you know what, I just don't wanna tip the scales there. We need you to be anti-racist. We need you to be anti-homophobic. We need you in the fight. It's not enough. But what and if they don't have the same? <laughs> what if they don't have the same information you do? Before you became atheist, weren't you limited on information? Wasn't it reasoning that made you atheist? So before you had that reasoning, how could you be held accountable for being a believer? It's not fair. I just, it's not, it shouldn't be, okay, not believing in something as it's a, it's as a whew, okay. fundamental as religion. Let's put that aside. <laughs> I feel like I'm pissing everybody off tonight. No, 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 It's a great conversation. That was an asshole. Excellent. I'm just saying, <laughs> maybe it's, and I'm not even saying Republicans are stupid or Christians or Muslims or Jews uh, are stupid. I'm just saying we have... We, we each have our different scenario that we're in, and it's our job as podcasters, as people putting speech out there, which is why I was like, hey, let's not fight speech. This is what we do for a fucking living. But I'm just saying, if this is our job to present information, to try to change minds, otherwise, if it's just good and bad people, what are we doing? Why are we evangelizing anti-God concepts? Why are we evangelizing anti-conservative concepts? Why are we evangelizing uh, uh, anti-hate and racism concepts. We're trying to change minds because something inside of us, something special, something valuable, something that existed in that moment that Nancy decided when she was deciding the votes on that island about North and South hunting, there's something inside of us that believes in people. And if we 
can contribute to that with our voice, with our speech. We can make a difference. And I'm saying, why would we push back against that? That's what we're here for, guys. Let's not judge each other. Let's try to bring them into the fold. And the people that are fighting against us, yes, let's let's push the fight, right? Let's do that. The civil rights movement didn't happen because they went, oh, well, I guess, you know, that white asshole cop that's sticking his dog on me in a fire hose is probably a nice guy. No, they went forward with it. I'm not anti-protest and I'm not anti-free speech when it comes to, you know, what we're what we're trying to do. But I'm just saying, I don't think that that hating the other side is the best way to go. It's it's Trump and it's Trump derangement syndrome. Yeah. It's 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 a response to them having a leg up, and it's causing us to start questioning the values that we hold to as atheist, liberal, humanist. And I'm telling you, hang the fuck on because we win in the end. I think that I, I agree with everything you just said, but there's kind of a, a point here that I want to bring up is that I'm not trying to evangelize to the not, to the Christians or to the religious. I, I don't do that. I'm trying to talk to other atheists and that kind of stuff because my show is not for non-believers. Because I'd say, fuck your God, God damn it, that the start of every goddamn episode since episode 15. <laughs> you, you both do. Yeah, I'm just saying. So it's like, I don't try to evangelize to other people. I don't even like to use that term, evangelize, because I tried to do that shit before. I, I don't like to use that term. But I do try to have people think about what they're thinking about and what they're saying in their own within their own selves, and if they decide that what I'm saying is okay, and to maybe think about that a little bit more, that's all I'm trying to do. I do not try to evangelize. I hate that word, I'm sorry. Okay, so Matthew, here's a question. Do you think it makes any difference one way or the other, whether or not they're atheists, but that they're humanists, that the arguments that you might have, and this goes back to what Robert was saying too, that you know you want to bring people into the fold. I, I personally, I don't think that whether person whether someone is an atheist or not makes a difference. I think whether they're a humanist, it doesn't. It, it, it's whether or not they're a humanist, whether or, or whether or not they have humanist they for- progressive tendencies. Yeah, whether or not they're humanist or, or is irrelevant to me, but whether or not they actually care for other people exactly. in the same way that they want to care for themselves. Yeah. You know, I'm more of a golden rule kind of a person than I am anything else. Yes, you know, I, I want to treat you as an as a as a person <laughs> and be nice to you and hope that you will be nice to me back. I just want to have good conversations. Yeah, whether that- or not we agree is irrelevant. Yeah, I no, I, 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 I'm 100% there. I, I, my thinking is that whether or not you're an atheist, which has nothing to do with being good, being evil, being, you know, an asshole or whatever, but if you're a humanist, that's where the change and that's where the conversations are, tend to be the most productive. I don't Just disagree. my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. You also got to remember that uh, no matter who the person is, nobody's the villain in their own story. No. Right? Yeah. Absolutely not. So, You're always your own hero. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. He, he, even Hitler thought he was doing the right thing in many ways. So he did absolutely. He, thought he, he absolutely was doing did. The right right? Thing. Anyway, uh, I think you know. I think we're gonna leave it there. It's a shame we couldn't finish our conversation in Uganda. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, what about this? How about this? What, what if uh, we remember Winston Churchill 
uh, was quoted as saying incorrectly, it wasn't him, but still, <laughs> good enough. The best argument against democracy is a five minute conversation with the average voter. And that probably <laughs> applies to free speech a little bit. Yeah, I think I think that's a, it's a, it's a very good point. And he also said uh, it's a, the worst system, but it's you know the best one we have. <laughs> yeah. See what the average voter would be if we properly funded schools and properly nourished them and made sure they had housing yeah. and made Bingo. Sure they had health insurance. Like, oh my God, what would a five minute conversation with a voter be if we actually believed in people? As a, as a right. Canadian, I'm right. super rooting for your Americans right now that you guys are actually going to get your shit together. Mm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm for us too. God help us. I'm trying. Don't hold your breath. We're, I'm not. We're try. <laughs> computer and a microphone. That's all we got to work with. Yeah. <laughs> We're do you guys want to? Do you guys want to try the no Trumps? Sure. Try Let's try a no Trump. Really like Let's do this. Okay, so, so this, I explain got the this game, game that I, I got this game that I bought at a kiosk. Actually, I think it was right right when you're selling calendar. So like November last year, <laughs> there are two quotes. One will be Trump. The other one will somebody else. And I want you to try to guess which one is Trump. I'm so I'm excited. Gonna give you, <laughs> I'm going to give you my best Trump impersonation. I'm going to pull out my Trump brush just for this. Oh, yeah, yeah. Shake it around like it looks like it's <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I haven't done this in a bit. Hang on a second. I gotta take a swig of my beer. <laughs> ah. You know, I'm automatically attracted to beautiful. That's number one. This has gotta be Trump. Hang on. Number okay. two. Okay. I actually don't like thinking. I think a lot of people like to think a lot. I don't. I don't like to think. Which That's also Trump. 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 <laughs> <laughs> they both sound like him. That's the problem. The first one is definitely like Robert Tedzak. <laughs> I'm going to go with the first one. Yeah, so am I. Because that, that's off the tape. The, yeah, the, 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 the grabbing by the pussy. Grabbing by the pussy. Yes, yeah. the first one was Trump. The second one, Kanye West. <laughs> yeah. Was that in his manic Is he like the black Trump tail, that guy? No, he's yeah, Didn't he say he's uh, slavery is the choice? He's by Yes. I was told from the beginning that the other the other quotes would be from other people. Yes. Oh. <laughs> one more card. You guys want to do one more? Yeah, yeah, by all means. <clears throat> Let's check out our fish. <laughs> Number two. Number two. My fingers are long and beautiful. Oh, it's that second one's so Trump. That's got to be Trump. The second, second one's one. Trump. It's about his fingers. It's about his little short hands. Exactly. That he likes the to... second one's totally Trump. Okay. Okay. Look. <laughs> do it. Do it. Do the full Trump impression. Come on. I know you got it in you, man. You got it in you. Okay. So. <laughs> you go. You go. <laughs> so the first one was Jessica Simpson. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> that was when she was, <laughs> she was trying to figure out if chicken of the sea was tuna or fish. Oh, my oh God. God. I wish I was joking. And the second one was Trump. I'm like a billionaire now. <laughs> Trump really said my fingers are long. Well, and you know, because everyone yes, was saying, I mean, it's not like I'm so shocked. Short. I'm saying, like, I don't remember that. It's because yeah. people kept saying about his short hand, short dick. Yeah. Short long and beautiful. Yep. <laughs> so, is that it, or do you want one more? Oh, I do one more. This is. Oh, fun. my God, please. <laughs> don't stop. 
<clears throat> the beauty of me is that I'm very rich. Okay. The voice is just it's awesome. like It's like Trump, but like he's got like bronchitis. It's like, yeah, it's like Trump with emphysema. Like Trump's been smoking his The beauty of me is I'm very rich. <laughs> you know, I did damn. smoke for 25 years. I only quit like 10 years ago, so maybe. Um, nice breath. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> it is necessary for me to establish a winner image. Therefore, I have to beat somebody. Oh, that's that a tough one. Two. That's a tough one. Number two is Trump. Number two is Trump. I, I think number one is Trump. Oh, Can you say the first one again, if that's okay? The beauty of me is that I'm very rich. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. They both sound like Trump. The this second is the one, hardest game I've ever had. The second one is too long of a sentence for Trump. We need to analyze the words in the sentence exactly. because you can't say anything that with more than four letters. So you can't say anything that's more grammatically than three correct. <laughs> Trump is... doesn't say anything that's three syllables. By the exactly. way, did you see that there was something that came out that they said that his, as, uh, somebody released his IQ? Like his, <gasps> really? And they said his yeah, IQ was 73. Like I don't know if that's true. What? I did hear him say oranges over I have over. the best <laughs> words, and the longest sentence in that sentence is word. <laughs> <laughs> Five letters. I, I don't. I don't Five know. Five letters. I, I don't know if you guys caught a, a couple of weeks ago. We had. Uh, we said on the show that they discovered a moth that has like a little golden scales on top of its head, and it's, it has a small penis, and they named it after Donald Trump. It's no like Neil Papa Donald Trump Pie. Huh? It's like it was actually it discovered really by a Canadian too. <laughs> oh. It's a Kevin joke. No, it's actually true. It's actually true. I thought it was a joke too. I googled it. It's actually there. A hundred percent true. That's fucking funny. That's not true. But in answer to the question, in answer to the question, the burning question Drum roll. wants to know. Yes. Drum roll. The beauty of me is that I'm very rich, Donald Trump. Yeah. yeah. You gotta love how the Canadians get it. I wanted to say that one. That's impressive. It is necessary. It is necessary for me to establish yeah. a winner Those image. Those words are way Therefore, too big. I have Trump. to beat somebody. Richard Nixon. Oh, oh yeah. The, the necessity. Fun. Trump doesn't know the word necessity. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> that was a good call. I always put too much faith in him. <laughs> oh, guys, thank so, you so much for being on the show today and for the, the wonderful discussion. I hope I hope we get to do this on a regular basis. This was a lot of fun. We should all just do yeah. that game. Yeah, we should all do that game. Too. <laughs> yeah. Entire episode of just yeah. doing that game. Let's create brackets. We'll, we'll do a Canadian versus American. <laughs> the no. brackets would be amazing. That would be great. Take a couple of seconds, each one of you, and uh, plug your show in. Brent, Nikki, to start with you guys. Okay, uh, uh, we are uh, unapologetics, so with an X. Um, and uh, we um, are on Facebook, Facebook, same thing, unapologetics. We're on Twitter at Brentley Allen, Allen's A L L A N. One. One. Unapologetics. Yeah. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Thank you for being on the discussion on Uganda. Yes. Matthew, where can they find you? <laughs> 
call. Uh, I'm Matthew. I am the co-host of the Odd Atheist Friends. We can be found at OAF or on uh, Facebook, OAF Podcast on Twitter. And we also um, live stream Sundays usually to uh, YouTube when we do our records. Fantastic. And Robert, where can they find you? The Right to Reason. And you can all find my new show. (laughs) (laughs) Don't, don't. Yeah, ego there. Ego, watch it, girl. (laughs) Thank you so much, guys. I really appreciate that. And uh, we'll talk to you very soon. Horse isn't real, but Jesus is. Or Zeus, though I'm Mitra Vishnu, you don't believe in them. I think the reason is apparent. You do what you're told and believe in the God assigned by your parents. I'm proud to be an atheist, a skeptic, a non believer, an infidel, a heathen. I call it how I see it. I say it's ignorance, and you just call it faith and unsubstantiated claims. That's something to be ashamed. I'm an atheist. Take a sec, don't mean to sound so hateful But I swear to God, pun intended I find it disgraceful That thousands of children are raped by priests And since they're holy men of God They get away scot-free And the Pope does his very best To keep it on the hush Don't wanna affect business He loves money too much We know that they love the kids But how the fuck can we protect them While they planning to molest them We teaching them to respect them Respect them Fuck that The system is broke down Working backwards And the only action or tactic I plan to practice now Is to attack them The parties of God's hands Are bloodstained Millions of murders By believers And they're all in God's name And let me take a sec Don't mean to sound so hateful But I swear to God Unintended I find it disgraceful That many atheists Are told to be quiet You're not alone Speak your mind Time to let it be known I'm proud to be an atheist a non-believer, an infidel, a heathen, I call it how I see it. I say it's ignorance and you just call it faith and unsubstantiated claims. That's something to be ashamed.